It's official. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is running for re-election. Look, I get it. I don't look or sound like any other mayor we've ever had before. And I've had to fight to get a seat at the table. And like so many in our city, I've had to fight to have my voice heard. That's why I'll never back down from fighting every day to turn your voice into action. Even though the mayoral race is more than eight months away, the field continues to get bigger. In just the last week, former CEO of Chicago Public Schools Paul Vallis and 6th Ward Alderman Rod Sawyer announced that they were entering the fray. They joined 15th Ward Alderman Ray Lopez, State Representative Cam Buckner, businessman Willie Wilson, and Chicago Police Officer Frederick Collins. Now, if successful, Lightfoot will be the first woman to be re-elected as Chicago mayor. Joining us now with the latest is WBEZ city government reporter Mariah Wolfel. Hey, Mariah. Hey, Sasha. So Lightfoot's spending the day today campaigning, and you are out right now at one of the kickoff events. Where are you exactly? I'm at um, Brown Sugar Bakery on 75th Street on the south side in the Greater Grand Crossing neighborhood. What's the atmosphere like? Uh, joyous, as most, you know, campaign kickoff events are. Lightfoot had lots of smiles. Her wife, Amy, was here. Um, the owners of Brown Sugar Bakery spoke about Lightfoot's record supporting small businesses. Everyone super excited to, you know, endorse the mayor and uh, support her in this run for a second term. There was um, the sole vegetarian owners at the restaurant down the street that were here supporting the mayor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we were jam-packed in the bakery. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had Brown Sugar Bakery. It is incredible. I have, yes. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, so good. They're, you know, famous for their caramel cupcakes, and the mayor spoke about that. Um, but, but this stop specifically was to talk about the mayor's support for small businesses. She'll be in... Little Village. Uh, I think she's going there next. Um, she'll be in North Alstead or, you know, formerly Boys Town later this afternoon. Okay. Um, so uh, those are just a few of five stops. Busy day. Today. Well, yeah. you know, it's no surprise Lightfoot intended to run for re-election, but we're at this point now where six people announced before she did. Any mm-hmm. idea why she waited until now? Well, you know, I mean, if you look at, like, how much the media, including myself, has made of her announcement over the past few months, you could see how it might serve her. There's been talk about her running. She's been hinting at the fact that she's going to run. So over and over again, we kind of have to talk about the mayor's reelection campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, she made you know, she published this video yesterday. So we did stories then. Now I'm out here today doing this event and I'll do another story on it for this afternoon. And, you know, we don't have to do these stories, but we're out here covering her as, as she's talking about her record and um, that slow rollout may, may serve her. Also, you know, she got to see what her challenges, who her challengers are going to be and how she wants to frame her election campaign. If she gives it some time to let people throw their names in the ring. True. Now, in her announcement video that was released yesterday, she started off by uh, acknowledging some of the criticism that she's gotten about her approach. Let's listen. I'll be the first to admit, I'm just not the most patient person. I'm only human. And I guess sometimes it shows. But just because some may not always like my delivery doesn't mean we're not delivering. So Lightfoot's gotten a lot of criticism for her attitude, you know, for being confrontational. Uh, But she seemed to embrace that in the video, saying, you know, I'm only human. And she says that that attitude just shows how much she cares about Chicago. What do you Mm -hmm. make of that, Mariah? 
Well, I think it's a smart approach. I don't think that Lightfoot could run a re-election campaign ignoring the the numerous stories that have been done about how her approach has impacted Chicagoans and her relationship with Alderman, her relationship with Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox, her relationship with the Chicago Teachers Union. And so for her to frame that as her being, you know, just a passionate person who cares about Chicagoans, I, I think it's smart, but I think it's you know, her trying to say that um, instead of instead of saying that maybe she sometimes throws unnecessary, you know, comments out there that have tarnished her relationship with leaders in the city and maybe mm-hmm. uh, have prevented her from getting as much done. Um, but I, I do. I, I think that video had like so many mic drop moments, including the one that you played. And it was yeah. epic with the music in the background. And, you know, it's it's I I. I don't think there's any denying that yeah. that is a smart approach. Yeah, my favorite state. line, uh, you know, you may not like my delivery, but that doesn't mean I haven't delivered. Um, you, you think this rewriting <laughs> of the messaging there, is that enough to, to bring former allies and voters back to the Lightfoot camp? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, one of her former allies, Willie Wilson, is running against her. Of course, he ran against her in 2019 before the runoff, but Willie Wilson then uh, you know, endorsed her and helped her secure, I think, a lot of um, the African-American vote in the city of Chicago. And now Willie Wilson calls that a major regret, a big mistake, a hell of a mistake, I think he said. Mm-hmm. And he is now running against her. And so that that is a challenge right there. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe people who are who are on the margins, who maybe haven't been paying attention, but have seen stories here and there about Whitefoot. Um, about Lightfoot's confrontational attitude, maybe this resonates with them, and and they are convinced that oh, all along, like people were just making a bigger deal out of this. She's just a passionate person who's fighting for Chicagoans. You know, I I don't know, um, but that that just uh, remains to be seen. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and if you are just tuning in, we're bringing you the latest in the race for Chicago mayor. Lori Lightfoot's officially entered the fray to be reelected. And she goes up against Alderman Ray Lopez of the 15th Ward and Roderick Sawyer of the 6th Ward, Chicago businessman Willie Wilson, State Rep Cam Buckner, former CPS CEO Paul Vallis, and Chicago police officer Frederick Collins. With us discussing this is WBEZ city government reporter Mariah Wolfel. Mariah, earlier this week, Lightfoot actually received backlash uh, over suggesting that those who've been charged with a violent crime shouldn't be allowed on bail. Why was that noteworthy? Well, that itself, not necessarily noteworthy. She's been saying that for so long. You know, we've seen her go head to toe with Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox and Chief Judge Tim Evans on this topic. You know, when you ask her about rising violence and crime, she points her finger and says it's because the Cook County Court's system is letting violent offenders out on bail and they're recommitting crimes. Now, like whether that's backed up by evidence, I think a lot of people have uh, cast doubt on that argument. But this week she went a step further to say she doesn't believe that violent criminals should be let, let out on bail because if they are charged, that means they're guilty. And that is a, a astonishing statement mm. um, given the long held standard in the United States that People charged with a crime are innocent until proven guilty. Obviously, Mayor Lightfoot is a former prosecutor and attorney. She went on to say that, of course, people, you know, who are charged are are presumed innocent. But her initial statement, she still said, 
I don't think that people led charged with violent crimes by the Cook County State's attorney, given her high standard of charging, should be let out on bail because if they are charged, those people are guilty, I think were her exact yeah. words. So it, it's a it's a big statement. The ACLU came out and or you know, the ACLU issued a statement mm-hmm. when asked and said that it, it's a it's sad to see a a high, highly trained lawyer badly mangle the meaning of our Constitution. Um, particularly, it's troubling in a city that has a history of paying multi-million dollar settlements mm-hmm. to people who have been wrongly convicted. Um, and so that, you know, that's just that's just that yeah. happened this week. Yeah. And th- this tough on crime position, she takes that often. How much do you think it'll help? Well, I think, yeah, she walks a fine line. Obviously, she had progressive voters behind her in 2019 who aren't happy with this stance that she's taken. But she also has gone head to toe with the Chicago Police Union and has, you know, uh, upset a lot of Chicago police officers. And so she she also needs to be thinking about that voter base, too. And then you have rising violence in the city of Chicago. And so she needs to you know, come out um, and and say that public safety is a big issue for her, especially with people like Alderman Raymond Lopez, who are running against her. He's a strong he's one of the most conservative aldermen on the city council, mm-hmm. strong support supporter of the police. And so, um, you know, as how much it will help her. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think critics say that pointing her finger at the Cook County State's attorney or at the feds for not you know, seizing illegal, doing more to seize illegal guns in the city of Chicago or, you know, putting a curfew for teens are all just things that she is doing to say that she's Mm -hmm. uh, tough on crime, but that but her opponents say there needs to be a more comprehensive strategy. So that's obviously going to play out in months to come. Yeah, as you mentioned, most of her opponents, they're also making public safety the, the cornerstone of their campaigns. So I wonder if you think we're just in for this election season that's essentially going to be, you know, who can be the most extreme on crime? Yeah, yeah. But in a Democratic city also, I think who can be the most extreme on crime? But there are candidates who are out there already saying that it's about the root causes. I think there there is going to, Lightfoot talks about that quite a bit herself, the root causes of violence, and including disinvestment in neighborhoods and those sorts and mental lack of mental health resources and those sorts of things. I think that's going to be a conversation. But absolutely, yeah. I think like there's going to be a lot of tough on crime talk and, um, you know, public safety is just going to be at the forefront. Back in 2019, before Lightfoot was mayor, uh, she campaigned as an outsider and, and promised reform and, and transparency. Do you think she's delivered? I think she's delivered on um, on several promises. One of the things that she said on the campaign trail was that unlike her predecessor, Rahm Emanuel, she was going to invest in Chicago neighborhoods outside of the downtown base. One of her biggest points of pride is her Invest Southwest program that she says has put $1.4 billion into Chicago neighborhoods. Um, that uses like public dollars to attract private dollars to mm-hmm. then boost commercial corridors in 10 different disinvested areas. Um, but, you know, she has 
She has flip-flopped on some signature reform efforts. The Chicago elected school board, for instance, she said that she supported that on the campaign trail. And then I think even before she was elected or before she even got into office, not before she was elected, but before she got into office Mm -hmm. after she was elected, had already flip-flopped on that issue and then actively um, lobbied against the effort in Springfield, calling the Springfield legislation a recipe for disaster. And so I think that's a major one. We also saw her flip-flop on a promise to institute an independent process to remap the city of Chicago's 50 wards, which obviously, Sasha, you and I have talked about that process quite a bit, how it's been behind closed doors. Among aldermen, Lightfoot said she wanted an independent process and then uh, flip-flopped on that and kind of was mom on the issue as the city council was working it out. And so um, lots to consider here. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's still early days, Mariah, but do you have any predictions for, for what, what else to expect this, this season, this campaign season? Really just more candidates. Um, And I think that everyone's kind of waiting to see who the Chicago teachers union will endorse. Um, If you think back to 2019, the Chicago Teachers Union endorsed uh, Cook County Democratic Board President Tony Preckwinkle, and she and Lightfoot were the ones in the runoff. And so they had a huge influence on that race and will likely have a huge influence on this race. They haven't um, endorsed any of the current candidates. You know, maybe there's someone else who enters the race down the line who they like more, but kind of waiting on that to see what will happen. That's WBEZ City Government reporter Mariah Wolfel. Thank you, Mariah. Thanks, Sasha. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.